Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock position in CLCT, aka Collector's Universe. Okie dokie, uh, we're just going to jump straight into the earnings stuff. Um, it just surprises me how long we have earnings, but I also feel like I have a memory of a goldfish. Is this like, has this been always the case for the entire year where there's always an earnings report? I don't know. Um, so we got Palo Alto reporting after the bell on Monday. Before the bell on Monday, uh, you just have a lot of Chinese companies. Um, before open on Tuesday, you got Best Buy and Smuckers. Companies like Smuckers, you know, it's really hard to formulate any sort of good DD or due diligence on it um, just because it has such a low market cap and it probably doesn't have that many vo- contracts in trade. Like the volume of the contracts is really low. So you're going to get gouged um, when you try to enter the position. So what a big thing to look out for is when people on like Wall Street Bets and Discussion Thread are like, oh my God, smuckers to the moon. Uh, and then that sparks your interest just because, I don't know, you just don't know any better. Uh, you got to keep in mind that you got to look at the open interest or the volume of this uh, the stock. Uh, open interest is uh, just how many contracts are open in the wild, whereas volume is more particular to uh, this like common stock being traded. Uh, but if any of these values are low or lower than a usual stock, then say like Apple, well, Apple is like a very, very big one, right? But I'm talking about like medium sized ones, maybe like that have a good amount of eyes on it, like Datadog or uh, I don't know, Ulta is another one that, that I'm going to be talking about a little bit later. But when you see a company like Smuckers and you have that feeling in the back of your head just like wow i haven't heard of that company in a while uh there's probably a good reason for it and you just gotta make sure that a lot of contracts are being traded so that you don't get gouged when you try to enter the position uh this gouging of the price is uh there's an episode a theta gang episode dedicated to it it's called slippage um that you can go check out but just make sure that any position that you ever open in terms of contracts or theta gang trades that there's a good amount of volume or open interest for that particular contract. Um, just moving along here, uh, we have Salesforce. Uh, Salesforce is reporting on Tuesday, as well as Autodesk, um, and you also have retail reporting. I did not know that you have uh, Urban Outfitters and Nordstrom, so that's cool. Um, I don't know what. It's going to come of that, really. Um, foot traffic is obviously at an all-time low if you you know back up the graph for a few times. Um, not to say that we're all doomed, but it's just a fact. Like, malls are closed. Um, my girlfriend's mom works at a mall um, as, like, a eyeglass person. I have no idea what that position is called. Um, you couldn't just almost say it's like a salesperson type of role. And they're lucky because the store is faced on the outside of the mall. It, have you ever been to like a mall where like you go in the mall and there's like tons of stores on the inside? And there's sometimes stores on the outside, but you never go to those because you have to walk in the in the heat to get to those. 
well, those stores right now are super lucky because those aren't considered inside the mall. So those get to stay open, even if you're not considered essential. Um, so that's that's another thing. Uh, so it's going to be a cool thing to see if retail is still doing well. I'm sure Nordstrom and Urban, like all these clothing companies are getting their um, their e-commerce pipeline better. Um, but we'll see. Uh, before close on Wednesday, you have Dick's Sporting Goods as well as Express. So more retail. Um, you know, some anecdotal things I've seen is, you know, there's more people just on uh just outside so i mean if people want to work out or skateboard um or all that stuff you want to i don't know just keep an eye on that as a indicator maybe um but again earnings are dangerous yeah i could say everyone in the entire world is going outside and buying a sports gear but this price can still go down right so you just gotta be be aware of that um after close on wednesday you have splunk uh, who is a competitor to Datadog, or you could say Datadog is a competitor to Splunk. Um, they are a data company. I don't, I don't have any real opinion on Splunk versus Datadog. Um, I just, if for from an engineering standpoint, if I were to integrate something for my company for Theta Gang, I would more than likely pick Datadog, just because. You know, from a first glance, Splunk is very enterprise. Not saying Datadog isn't, uh, but uh, Datadog just seems more, you know, smaller company focused. Splunk feels very, very enterprise, and it's like something you deploy if you're a huge company. I know Blizzard uses Splunk. Uh, that's a that's a huge thing. Um, before open on, th- oh, let me back it up. Let me back it up. It doesn't say on the chart, which goes to show how small of a company this is. But the only stock that I'm long on, uh, we'll go a little bit into why I sold Visa. But CLCT Collectors Universe reports after close on Wednesday. Um, if you've heard me tweet or just seen me or heard me talk about CLCT and you're in it, this is all on you, right? Like we're going into Wednesday uh, with CLCT earnings. I have my own opinion about it, um, and I personally think they might do well, but I understand that the price of the stock might also go down, and I am ready for that. We'll go a little bit into why I'm ready and what, how I'm going to be managing my position going to earnings, but just let it be known. This is the first time Juni is playing earnings, right? Like, I've never said that I would never play earnings. I just made sure that everyone's just aware that's dangerous. And then this is the type of mentality that you guys and girls should have when going into earnings. I have a few hundred shares of CLCT that I would like to see go up on earnings. But if it doesn't, I'm fine. I like the company. I like all, everything else about it. I like dividends. I like the, I like the graph. I like uh, what else can I say? Uh, their board is kind of old. Uh, I saw this article where like their median age was like 70. Uh, that's kind of nuts, um, but it's okay. It's okay. We love boomers here. Boomers are always welcome to listen. Um, but they are on a massive hiring spree too. So that's really cool to see that they're trying to fix their bandwidth issue. Because if, when you're when you're a company and you have a bandwidth issue, that's a great thing to have. But it's not a good problem to have for too long of a time because people will go to other companies that are faster. 
Um, there are also other nerdy things that I want to talk about CLCT, uh, and that might be a little bit later in the podcast. But just understand that Juni is playing earnings for the first time, uh, I think, in the history of the podcast. Because I've definitely played earnings uh, and have it logged. I have all my earnings lo- logged. <laughs> the Most of them are losses. Um, but this is a long stock position. Uh, I'm just going to be holding it through earnings. Not necessarily as an earnings play. Like I'm not buying calls uh, on my intuition. I'm just like deciding to hold on to them. Um, but you know, I just want to let everyone know that I am in CLCT and they report earnings on Wednesday. Continuing on, before open on Thursday, you have Dollar General and Dollar Tree. It's gonna be really cool to see like just how the dollar stores are doing. Um, that's it. <laughs> you also have TD Ameritrade, um, as well as Burlington Co. Factory and Abercrombie and Fitch. So like. All you have, you have one broker and more retail. This is a very retail focused week. Um, so if you're planning to play Burlington or Abercrombie Fitch, you have to be on the lookout for after close on Tuesday. How Urban and Nordstrom report. Um, if you're playing it strictly for earnings because you're more comfortable with Burlington and Abercrombie's name, uh, you owe it to yourself to wait until Urban and Nordstrom. Uh, otherwise, you're just kind of paying for the premium, paying for the risk just to get dinged really hard in case of Urban or Nordstrom miss. Uh, and it, that'll force you into a hold scenario because you're down on the position already and the company hasn't reported yet. And that's never a good feeling. After close on Thursday, you have Okta, uh, Workday, as well as Ulta and VMware, and Dell and uh, HP. Um, not much to report other than Ulta. Uh, I think, you know, just looking at where Ulta is on the graph, Ulta is very interesting. Uh, if Ulta trades flat, that will be a very good wheel candidate for later. You have to understand that there is much less incentive for men or women to put on makeup uh, as everyone's forced to stay inside. You don't go to clubs, you don't go to work every day. Um, not saying that. Any of you need makeup because you're beautiful the way you are, <laughs> but but there's just less incentive to wear makeup, right? So um, you're gonna be refilling your palette less. You're gonna be not going in store as much, and when you go to e-commerce, you have more competition. Um, I don't know how many of you are guilty of this. I keep my email pristine if i get an ad i unsubscribe right away like right away i don't care where i am i just click on the ad and i click on unsubscribe my girlfriend is totally different she'll get slammed with ads all day from ulta sephora et or whatever the company is uh toby like all this all these ads are coming in trying to get your attention and trying to get your money and when you offer uh you know e-commerce to the to the purchaser or the buyer or the user then you have all of a sudden so much more competition where like you know maybe you were going to buy kylie cosmetics at ulta um, but now all of a sudden uh, this influencer from somewhere else says this small shopify site is where she gets all of her makeup and then boom all of a sudden you have way less inclination to go to the store to put on a mask and go in so same store sales or like just in-person sales um probably would be lower that's my just guess but 
honestly, it could go up or down. Can't explain that. And just be careful playing with um, just feeling. Like you, you don't want to gamble away your money based on these assumptions. Because I'm sure every, a, lot, a lot of other people have these assumptions. And you just got to be careful. Because, again, Alta can report all of these great numbers, but it can still go down because of market manipulators or people taking profits or you know it's just taking a rest before the rip up <laughs> you guys are so clowns when you say that um but yeah just be careful with any any um strong opinion that you have with any of these companies uh because you will get got eventually not everyone has a hundred percent success rate uh for earnings if they did i mean you'd hear about it on wall street bets but you don't. Um, so before open on Friday, you have Big Lots, which might be a competitor to Dollar Tree and Dollar General. So if you're really into Big Lots, you owe it to yourself to wait after hearing about their Dollar Generals and Dollar Tree's earnings. And uh, that's it. Yeah, well, I'm just going to talk a little bit more about CLCT and then, or about CLCT and Visa and why I sold Visa and then continue on the podcast. Ooh, okay. So the reason why I sold Visa was because it actually got assigned on a covered call. Uh, just to put into context, and this is a little bit of inspiration for you know the people that are wheeling and not doing so well, or that have been giving wheeling a shot and just find it hard to stay in rhythm. Uh, I got assigned Visa back when Corona crash first started happening. Um, I actually got assigned Visa, Apple, and Nvidia all on the same, oh, all at the same time. I remember I was coming back from my Cabo trip that you, all you guys and girls know, um, and on the plane ride back, um, or like on the way to the airport, on the plane ride back, all the stocks started crashing, and I knew right then and there I was in it for the long haul. Right, it was like a it was like a four percent drop that day, and suddenly all of my wheels were in the money, and I was gonna get assigned, and I was like, "All right, this is where I walk the walk. This is this is exactly where I walk the walk." And so, ever since then, I've been selling covered calls. I've been selling these naked puts because I want to, in case of the stock continues to go lower, I wanted to be able to. Uh, decrease my break even or make my break even better um, and this is why it's so powerful and reason why it's so important to wheel companies that you don't mind owning that you have strong belief in because imagine if if I had replaced this scenario with uh, Burlington Coat Factory right if I was wheeling Burlington Coat Factory during my you know Cabo stay or whatever and the then the corona crash happened I would feel way less confident in selling more short naked puts or more wheels to lower my break even, right? Like why would I want more shares of Burlington Coat Factory when we're about to have the biggest crash of our life? Of course, I didn't know we were gonna have the biggest crash in our life, but it's very important to have that confidence so that in any scenario, you continue with the strategy. So the play-by-play from when I got assigned all of that stock was, okay, I am going to continue to sell more naked puts to lower my break even in half. 
So I had very strong confidence in being able to sell the short naked puts that were maybe like 30% more down. So, you know, it's not a lot of money. Um, and yeah, if it blew past that strike and went all the way further down, it might be a little bit worrisome, but it didn't. I was very comfortable at owning this current stock price at where it was at uh, before the crash. And so that gave me the confidence to hold all the way down. And even at the bottom, I was still down to pick up more. A lot of people um, in that scenario would have probably closed their wheels, taken the 20K loss, and then started over or maybe went to a different strategy because there's like, like, oh man, the wheel doesn't work. Oh, the, who would do this? This, is the, this isn't worth the premium that you get paid. Well, I got time. I am young. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm like about to say a Tinder bio. No, I am, I'm young and I got time to be in the market. So the wheel rewards me for taking the risk on taking someone else's shares that they bought puts for, right? So the reason why I made it out okay is because I kept on selling short naked puts, I sold my covered calls, lowered the break even, lowered the break even, and then suddenly I got to a scenario on the V recovery up where I was just selling short naked puts for the money. Like it was just for the premium. It wasn't to lower the break even, we were on trajectory up, and I had built this you know, bullish case of where like, you know, if I continue to go up, great. If I get assigned, that's great. But I'm comfortable at where the stock price is now to accumulate more. And it's a very hard switch to flip um, when you are constantly worrying or reading other people saying, oh, this company is doomed or or the Fed keeps printing money and we're all, we're all, we're all, boned and we're all d destroyed ah right like if you just keep reading that uh you're going to get got and it's up to you to determine on when you need to flip that switch i flipped the switch i lowered my break even on nvidia and apple and i exited for a profit on both now i didn't exit for a profit on visa just because visa didn't pay that well of premium and this is something that i've learned over the course of this year is that like maybe if I'm heavily doing wheels, Visa is not that great of a candidate um, to wheel. Now I did say that I liked it for my long stock portfolio, so that that was nice. Uh, it did give me a lot of confidence in doing wheels for other companies, knowing that I had Visa on the back burner in case if you know my wheels did not go as planned, I'd be able to just hold on to Visa forever. Um, so I used Visa as my uh, security blanket there, right? Like I'm selling cover calls when I need to on it. Uh, it's just been a really good use of capital. I've always just loved Visa. I still love Visa, but as CLCT is coming up, and this is where it all ties in together, as Collector's Universe earnings are coming up, I need to make sure that that basis is covered, right? I have about a 20K position in CLCT, and Visa as a collective is about like 20K as well. And in case a CLCT goes wrong, I want to have utmost dire confidence that I'll be able to get out of that position okay. And I absolutely can with an extra 20K of capital. So this is where managing your positions makes sense. I exited Visa for a profit, I'm happy. Uh, you always write covered calls above your break even so that you know in case it does get assigned, you're always in a happy thought. And so I'm going to this Wednesday, just accumulating all of this knowledge and just like 
you know, I am okay with leaving Visa because the premiums are just not quite there. Uh, but it did me really well during the V recovery because it was my security blanket. And now I have to protect my new position. I am very, very open to the idea that COCT will go down for whatever reason. You know, it's just too much of a black box for me to have like just, you know, blaring confidence in and not do anything about it. I'd rather have that basis covered. I have a few more other wheels that my patrons know about. Um, but other than that, I'm using my capital to make sure that my mindset is okay and that I could go to bed on Tuesday uh, easy peasy, right? Like I think sleep is underrated. If you are stressing about your position overnight, it means your position is too big. And if you're not doing anything about it, you're gambling. You're seriously gambling at that point. Because imagine you open a few calls for some earnings the next day and uh, you, you can't get good sleep that day. It's because your position is too big. Imagine if you only bought one call and it was a cheaper stock. You probably wouldn't bat an eye, but it's a huge indicator that your position is too big if you're stressing about it. I did stress about CLCT. I'm like, wow, you know, I've made a good chunk of money on this thing. I want to protect the profits. I don't want to get out. Uh, and so I did something about it. I, uh, I sold a very, very close to the money um, covered call on Visa, collected my good chunk of profit, exited, and now I have my basis cover for CLCT. So you could formulate any opinion around that move. You could be like, oh, you know, Junie, well, you said that Visa was going to do really well or like that you really love Visa. So why did you get rid of it instead of CLCT? And it's like, I'm like, I'm just experimenting with what I like and if I already have wheels that are running then maybe I don't really need to tie up 20k in capital to sell cover calls on something that I usually don't sell cover calls on um, I do very infrequently sell cover calls on Visa just because I feel like the premium wasn't worth it it was a little bit of bad luck that the one week I did choose to sell cover calls was the week that it blew over the 200 but I'm not mad because I sold it for a profit for about like, I don't know, 500 bucks. Um, and you could argue, I don't know, 500 bucks on a 20K investment over how long COVID? Probably like over a six month period. I mean, it's not that bad, um, but I'm experimenting. Thetagame.com and all my logs, all my trades that I do, they're all experiments. Um, this is the first time in a very long time uh, that I'm playing around with like a lower cap stock. Um, it does feel good that I'm heavily into uh, the stock. Like I'm very collector focused. You guys and girls will see that on a Twitch live stream. Um, but yeah, it's cool combining two of my passions into uh, one being you know finance and the other being collectibles. And um, yeah, just be very very careful because I understand that I could be influential at times. But you have to understand that CLCT can go down. I don't know for what, but it can. Really profit taking or, you know, bad, this metric is bad, so the company is doomed. You have to understand that. And, you know, I won't get shaken out of my position just because I purely want it. And you can be, yeah, Junie, you make some good points. I purely want it too. I can promise you, if you just made that decision right now on this podcast, you don't purely want it. Okay, you have to be extremely careful here um, because, again, earnings are dangerous.
Thanks. Okay, uh, that earnings section was probably the longest section uh, in a very long time. Um, now we're going to jump into the new ThetaGame.com website updates. Um, I didn't know this, but if you order sweaters from Canada, you got to pay tariffs on the thing. <laughs> and I get this invoice from USPS. I have it here. I have to pay $351.64 um, for customs and tariffs. It is so crazy uh, feeling the blunt of tariffs like I've never actually done this before uh, it says tariff rate 16.5% uh, for 50 sweaters that is so crazy so I'm paying $351.64 and I had all of these plans to make this this sweater more affordable than the last one um, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I went, I went and dropped off the sweaters. Oh, the sweaters came in, by the way. I, I feel like I skipped that part. The sweaters came in, and I dropped them off to my screen printing place. And this sweater, uh, you, you guys and girls heard it first, is going to uh, have color. And when, it, when I mean color, I mean, you know, in the Theta Gang logo, how the, the G is like half green on... <laughs> can't get over this it's 15 dollars for each shirt to have that little little blotch of green and it's a very specific green so like i and they were like you know we could use this other green and charge five dollars per sweater but i i don't do that i don't cut corners i don't do that stuff so it's like 15 dollars on top of 351 dollars 64 cents divided by 50 uh, and I also want to make shipping free. Like it's a, <laughs> it's a whole lot. Um, but I'm learning. I'm learning. I think maybe I'll order a hundred sweaters. It's just it takes up a lot of room, and my room's not that big. Um, but yeah, sweaters are very much on the way. And I gotta go to Stater Bros later later to create a money order because UPS doesn't uh, accept credit card payment for these this this invoice. At, but FedEx does, so I'm gonna choose FedEx next time, and you uh, UPS FedEx fanboy fangirls can uh, have a little bit of anecdotal due diligence there. That I'm probably FedEx gang for the rest of my life, uh, despite or not despite, but uh, if when it comes to Amazon returns, UPS is probably king or or I mean queen, because um, you you just literally drop off your package at the UPS store. Uh, that you don't want anymore, and boom, UPS takes care of everything. It's, it's really nice. So I can't talk too much poop, but it does suck that I have to mail out an envelope and put a stamp on this thing because I don't think I've done that for years. But that's where, that, that's where the sweaters are at. Um, again, the sweaters are made from the same blanks that Supreme uses. So you're basically getting a Supreme sweater without the word Supreme on it, but rather you're getting Theta Gang. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just super, super disappointed about this tariff thing. And I feel like I've been warned about this from the supplier. So this is, this is not the supplier's fault. It is just my ignorance and lack of knowledge about how tariff payments worked. I thought they were kind of baked into the sweater prices, but they're not. Um, and yeah, you can expect the sweaters to be available. 
I got a quote from like in like two to three weeks and that was like one week ago so I'd say maybe in like two or three weeks I I always know that they like to give me like an earlier estimate but it's always like the latest possible so we'll say two or three weeks from when you guys and girls are hearing this podcast um yeah there's only 50 of them so I'd imagine and I'm probably gonna put a quantity limit if I could uh otherwise there might be a third or second market for these sweaters which would be awesome to see, honestly. That'd be pretty cool if you saw Data Gang sweaters on eBay. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Thanks for listening. Let's just jump into today's topic. Okay, uh, before we jump into today's topic, uh, I just got another thoughtful email uh, from a listener and um, just understand that I get a lot of thoughtful emails and I read every single one. I even read the negative ones. I mean, how am I supposed to know if it's negative or positive, right? But I read all my emails uh, and understand that if I don't answer your question in a podcast or I don't respond to you through email, uh, it's just because I'm too busy and I can't quite make time uh, to answer back if I'm you know, managing my Discord or like my Patreon or developing the site. So this person writes in saying, Good morning, Junie. Been listening to your podcast for almost a whole year and I'm in love, appreciating all the things you do for your patrons and those on the site. Then obviously for those that are like me that love to just listen. I'm a female in finance now with a couple long positions and a couple stocks I wheel. I don't track them right now, but I know I'm green eight out of ten times. My boyfriend and I compare notes when I do my trades and they all make sense, so it seems. Thank you for helping to get me the confidence to trade. Now all I ask, if I may, my boyfriend and a few others have been pushing me to podcast, wellness related. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind telling me who you use as the host and any other information that you may have, like the graphic creation and such. Much appreciated. Also, I won't be offended if you give me the, the short a short bulleted response i know you're busy just any response would be helpful keep up the great work and looking forward to the coming episodes with much gratitude m so i love this um just making sure that like anyone that wants to start something i want to motivate um i get a lot of dm like a, a huge amount of dms from people trying to create something like theta gang um that want my opinion that want my advice but if you guys and girls haven't noticed, like every time I create a new feature or that I fix a bug, I talk about like why I do it, right? So if you're a developer and you want help from me, just help me by listening and you'll get your free help, right? Like I say, I talk about a lot of things that hold me back from doing uh, some of the features, right? Like I don't want to emphasize profit loss. I don't want to emphasize any of these bad features that will make people more incentivized to gamify things because anything could be gamified. Um, and there are other things where, you know, like, a, uh, but by gamify, I mean like if you create a leaderboard for profit loss, of course people are gonna fib their trades to get on top of the leaderboard. Like that's just a, a given. Um, but also, I talk about things like, oh, I made this button bigger because you know it's hard to tap, or I, I don't, I don't think I've ever really said that, but that's just an example of like something I'd say. Um, I'm trying to think of something like last last week, someone reported that you know it, they they weren't 
uh, apparent or they weren't aware that there was a character limit on notes and so I made that apparent by adding a character limit a visible one um, and you know maybe scrolling is a pain and so I took out uh, each individual scroll for the trades but I made one main scroll so that scrolling was easier all of these things uh, you can just listen on my podcast and just understand uh you know where the direction of theta game is going if you want to create a theta game-esque type of app i mean i'm not mad i enjoy competition and i think competition is healthy right like if i ever got lazy and you're kicking butt over there like it's gonna make me or motivate me to kick butt uh i'm probably going to win (laughs) but i will be motivated right um, and I don't mean that in an egotistical standpoint. That was just a joke. Just calm down. <laughs> um, but if developers aside, if you want to do something else on your own, like start a podcast or something, understand that I don't have, oh, well, now I do, but I didn't have fancy equipment when I first started. Um, to record, I still use Audacity. Uh, to to actually, the, the vessel, <laughs> the device that I recorded with before was literally just a gaming headset that I had, like a very old, bad one. Uh, but now I have like um, just a Yeti microphone. Uh, I think this is a Yeti. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, and I got a pop filter on it just so you don't hear the spazzes of my spits. Um, and then for podcasts, uh, the podcast service I use is called RSS, I think. Yeah, rss.com, and I sign up there, and they like upload your stuff to Spotify and Apple for you. But you do have to do some configuration about like, uh, uh, like, because you need to authenticate that you have a Spotify account or podcast uh, Spotify account, and you also need to authenticate your Apple podcast account um, by doing some like copy and pasting of XML and stuff. I'm not going to offer to help you because just because that wouldn't be fair to everybody else. Uh, even though I do want you to succeed, uh, but I trust that you have the enough motivation now that I'm literally listing you the services and what you need to do um, to get it done. Because I didn't have that stuff to do before, and I know you're just as capable of doing it. So um, I'm going to make sure that uh, you get the information that you need, but I, I won't handhold you. And that's the same thing for anybody else that wants to create like a fading esque app. Like, I can give you some opinion. Uh, you get a lot more opinion from just listening to the podcast and what I had to go through. Um, but just understand that you don't need anyone's opinion to make your dreams a success. As cringy as that sounds. That sounds super cringy. But I didn't ask anybody uh, for their opinion when I created the game. I had, um, like, I had a vision. And sure, I hired Alex for UX, and he helped a lot. But prior to that, I had a lot of ideas that I just needed help uh, concentrating, right? So when it gets down to it, when you start something, uh, and this is starting to turn into a motivational podcast, if you ever start something and you feel like your first inclination is to show it off on your Instagram story, you gotta stop. You're not going to finish that project and you're, you're gonna end up silently failing and you're just gonna be known as that person that just constantly... Uh, starts up things and never finishes anything. I've learned that from experience. You know, prior projects, I would show off, I'd be really proud, and then, like, I'd get some people to say, oh, good job, keep going, and then, like, I'd not keep going because, you know, I found that, like, some of it I was doing for clout and some some of them were just probably just generally not good ideas. Um, but all of that trying, all of that learning has led me to this moment right now 
where you know most of my friends don't know about Theta Gang. Most of my friends don't know about the podcast. Um, I'd say like, like I could count how many people that know about the podcast on my hand, right? Like, I execute in science, and you should too. Um, when you start doing this stuff, it's very easy to fall into the. Oh man, I just recorded my first episode. I'm gonna show it off now, and then I'm gonna be mad at all my friends that don't listen to the first podcast. Because this is going to a tangent here, and I'm sorry that you have to listen to this, but <laughs> but if you start something and then you get mad at your friends for not listening, you're 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 in the immature phase. You're not mature yet as just a creator. That it's just a fact in life that people will absolutely make time for things that they care about. But you can't be mad at people that don't watch your things. Like, I have had very good success before on YouTube. And I'd say most of my friends didn't watch my videos. But I didn't get mad, right? Like, I was just constantly doing my thing, uh, you know, communicating with my community. And that's what drove me to create more and more content on YouTube. Um, and as I get more further into Theta Gang, you know, this community is is super sick right like everyone on on thetagang.com is like super positive and helping each other and you just see real content because you see people actually putting in trades and actual details about their trades no more of that like oh i went long now and then you ask them like oh how's the position doing and then you say oh i sold right like there's none of that discrepancy everything on thetagang.com is such good content like it's just there's a trade to talk about the UI is clean, whatever. I'm going to stop tuning my own horn. But you can't be mad if your friends don't appreciate that stuff, right? Like, I would love if my friends were like, oh, I see you working hard on Theta Gang. That's super sick. And uh, keep going. Like, that would be so nice. Uh, and whenever, like, I see one of my friends do something, I always support like i'll always buy their things i'll always like say you know this is super sick you should and i i would love this feature like even if i don't really want or love that feature like those little blips of positivity that you didn't ask for are the best ones and i do have a few select friends that do listen and i'm super grateful and thank you for listening and you you guys and girls know who you are um but this is just advice just super general advice if you're a creator. Don't be upset if people don't listen to your stuff or your friends don't listen to your stuff. They're just busy or they just don't care as much and that's okay because you know what? This is your dream. This is your this is this is your moment. It's no one else's to make better. It's just yours. So grow it as big as you can and that's even a bigger flex, right? Like when your friends hear about it and they're just like, wow, I didn't know you were doing this. That's super sick. And you're just like, ah, yeah, no big deal. I just do this every Saturday and Sunday and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. This is no big deal. <laughs> uh, so I hope that was like a little good blip of like motivation and why you should be focused on yourself and not what other think, others think of you. Because, um, yeah, your boy is pretty awkward. And uh, hearing other people find out about Theta Gang uh, just from nowhere is a pretty good feeling um just the podcast or the website it's just you know oh i saw you about your website and podcast on this other financial group discord and i'm just like damn that's super sick <laughs> i'm like yeah um okay enough talking uh <laughs> or enough of talking about this uh let's talk about today's episode um and i hope this answered or you know 
pre-answer a lot of the shortcomings that you might have or that you might feel later on. Okay, um, today in messing up, I want to frame it more it definitely in a trading context than like an everyday thing because this is already enough of a motivational podcast now. <laughs> um, oh, excuse me. Um, the it's messing up. When I mean messing up, I get tons of DMs from people saying, Junie, you're going to be disappointed in me, but I did this. Or Junie, uh, you might be mad, but here are my gains from this call. Or Junie, I, you know, I messed up. What can I do? I'm sorry I did this in the first place. It's like, you don't got to apologize to anybody, bruh. Or uh, whatever the female version of that is, bruh. <laughs> um, well, I'm losing it. I need more coffee. Um, you don't need to apologize for anyone. Everyone messes up. Everyone, you know, will break out of their system sometimes. Um, I have not really in the past year. I mean, besides buying common stock of a low market cap stock, but like Thetagang's not really in that category where maybe I'll still even continue to sell several calls on CLCT. But, you know, I haven't played earnings in a really long time. I have not bought a call, uh, at least a naked one, in a very long time. I've bought puts. I've definitely bought puts to hedge, but I kept those as hedges, right? They were literally 1% of my portfolio. So again, not that much of a mess up or blunder. Um, you know, but the most common thing that people will do is they will link me a screenshot in my Twitter DMs saying, here is this massive gain from buying calls. And they're like, sorry, but this is my flex. Here you go. And that's great, right? Like you, you, you got gains or you won. I don't like saying win money because it sounds like a casino, but you, you got gains, right? You don't have to apologize. You don't have to DM me that, first of all, because <laughs> good job. I mean, I didn't, I didn't do anything near that type of amount, right? There's people straight up screenshotting me and sending me pictures of like 15K gains on calls. And it's just like, yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't think I could ever do that and good job. Um, but I want to f structure this podcast into something more of like uh, deviating from the plan and what happens when you deviate from the plan and it goes wrong, right? Not deviating from the plan and it goes right because good for you. I mean, if you had the inclination and intuition to do that, that's pretty good. But I don't know how many times you can do that before you get got. Um, but again, this is, this is going to be a podcast episode focused on like, what should you do after you mess up and like, how do you get yourself out of that mentality? So I want to let everyone know that like when, before I started Theta Gang, um, uh, before I started recording Theta Gang trades, I messed up, right? Like I lost pretty big on either buying calls or buying puts. It's one of those. And I got super tilted. Right, like I remember just thinking to myself, uh, or like reading some comments on the Wall Street Bets discussion thread about like, wow, imagine someone with an ally savings account doing better than you. And then it was like at that moment, I mean, I've read that before, but I've never read that before after a huge loss. But it was after that moment, I was like, you know what? 
I make a good amount of money and I'm lucky, so I'm gonna use that money to the best of my advantage. And so I started saving up, I started studying theta gang strategies, like selling options and stuff. And I just made that moment right then and there that like, I'm not gonna be that meme anymore. I'm not gonna be that person that loses to someone with the ally savings account or be that person that loses to someone that's never invested in the market. Cause having a negative PNL or negative profit loss against someone that's never invested feels bad. Cause you know all of this knowledge and now suddenly they're better off than you because they just put their money in their mattress, right? Or they put their money in the ally savings account. And that feels terrible. And that's what knocked me into this spiral of inspiring this entire website community and podcast, helping others. Like if you feel like you want to change or have this, have a decent win probability, then you should try theta gang strategies. It's sure they require more capital, but that's sort of a good thing, right? Like that, and that incentivizes you saving up, making sure all your eggs are in a good place. And yeah, some people say like, oh, you could do theta gang strategies with like $5 stocks. Yeah, that's sick, that's awesome. But no, that that's fake theta game, dude. That's just people trying to get clicks, trying to get bait for people that are desperate to make money on YouTube. Whew, imagine me on YouTube. I'm about to make so many people triggered. Oh my God, it's gonna be so good. <laughs> um, so you, you gotta just, you gotta think, like what motivates you to trade? Like what gets you to the next level? And if it takes something like you messing up and getting triggered to flip the switch, then that's what it takes. And that sometimes that's what I think is my motivation for my triggering tweets on, tweets on Twitter. Um, but most of the time, I'm probably just trying to trigger people just because it's fun. But you have to understand that even if you mess up, say for example, you start Theta Gang and you doing, you're doing awesome, you're doing some naked call, I mean, you're selling naked puts or you're wheeling, um, you do cover calls on the stocks you already own, you're doing great. And then, you know, as you're drinking your morning coffee at work or, you know, at home because of coronavirus or wherever you are, um, you notice that, hey, you know, uh, NVIDIA has their earnings on Thursday. Let's uh, let's play earnings. Yeah, this seems like a pretty sure for, for sure bet, you know. Uh, tech has been on a r raging rampage. Um, AI is the next new thing. Let's, let's buy some calls, you know. I've do been doing really well with data game strategies. You know, uh, playing earnings is not that bad. Uh, this sounds like a pretty good move. And so then you play earnings and they get got because, you know, it trades flat the next day. And you get super upset. You're like, what the heck? I was doing so good with data game strategy. I was so good just selling puts and doing covered calls. And now I have this massive loss. Oh, dude, I don't want to. Oh, man. Okay, I'm just going to buy some calls tomorrow morning because it has to bounce up. Uh, NVIDIA has to bounce out. It's doing great. So I'm just gonna buy some calls tomorrow morning and this will be okay. And then boom, you wake up tomorrow morning, you buy calls because futures were up the last night and then dip city. It starts dipping, starts crashing and you exit for a loss and you're like, dang, you know what? I'm just gonna take a cooler. I'm gonna take a breather. I'm gonna take a breather. Um, I am just gonna stop trading. And then later on throughout the day, NVIDIA just shoots back up to normal and you're like, oh, I should have held on to those calls. Oh, there's no way it's gonna stay at this high. I'm gonna buy puts the next day. I'm gonna buy the puts the next day. You understand that this is a vicious cycle. You have to, you gotta go in into plays with a lot of conviction so you don't spiral like that, right? Like, like what I just outlined is pretty realistic with how most of people on like Wall Street bets trades. Not that that's apparently wrong because as long as you trade like that having fun it's okay 
right? I'm really not trying to antagonize Wall Street Bets because that's where I learned a lot of my um, stuff. Uh, just I, I was going to say growing up. But throughout like, my trading journey, Wall Street Bets has been very, very helpful. Uh, the memes have been very, very helpful on days I've felt sad about losing massive amounts of money. <laughs> but other than that, like really, Wall Street Bets was like a really good place. I don't think of that much really now just because it's like meme central. It's not that bad. I mean, it is Wall Street Bets. But before, there were really helpful things. But beyond that, um, you got to make sure that if you're in this spiral of like trying to break even or like you deviate from the plan and you think it's too late to go back it's not and this is starting to sound like an addiction help video or podcast uh and and it might be i mean you might just be addicted to earnings i mean it sounds like a really thing to be addicted to but um i think you owe it to yourself you know if you play earnings all the time just don't play your earnings like for a whole earning season or (laughs) i don't even know if that's a thing right like i just acknowledged that in the beginning of the episode um yeah, if you mess up, you can just mess up and be wrong right there and then stop. Um, you can just choose to be like, you know, that was a very stupid, that was a very stupid trade of me to do. Uh, it wasn't something that I was truly comfortable with. And I was just, I got caught being bullish on some DD I saw or due diligence that I read on Wall Street Bets. That was my bad. Oops, I should log down datagang.com as a note for myself, like, don't do this again. Right, that that sounds like the uh, like the obvious thing to do, but it is not the obvious thing to do when you're actually facing those losses. You you are in a mindset where like, oh man, I I want to make that money back and then then start dating again. Um, but that will get you got. You need to be, you need to learn to mess up, learn, and then and then just take a chill pill for like a day or two, or just take the rest of the week off from trading. Very easy thing to say. Uh, but very hard thing to do. It's a very easy thing to tweet as well. I can tweet that and get a lot of likes, uh, but I don't because that's very unrealistic and that's not real. It's not, it's not real. It's just people tweeting those things for likes. And I don't do that, right? Like that's why my tweets are super real but also super triggering because like that's those are the tweets that really get to you i don't say printable for the for the likes i don't don't think i've ever actually tweeted that i mean like as a jab for the fed just because like that's the easiest take anyone can make right and that's the easiest way to get likes on twitter right no but like i want to everything that i tweet and everything that i say on the podcast like it's got to feel genuine that's how i differentiate myself from everyone else that's doing this theta gang stuff right like i don't i don't own the the theta gang mindset right no one does this is this is like a thing for everybody but people will understand and recognize later on that there are people doing this just for the clout and there are people that are doing this for the for real and i want to be in the for real group so I'm telling you right now, you're you're probably going to mess up. You're you're probably going to deviate. And if you've already deviated and you're in this deep spiral right now, you can stop. You can just chill for the rest of the week. You can you don't have to make money right now. You have the rest of your life to make money. You can take it you can 
re-listen to all the podcasts. You can go on YouTube and look at all the new Theta Gang videos on there that other people are doing. Um, I don't know. You can uh, just, just look at your favorite charts. You can follow new people on Twitter. You can change your environment. You can stop listening to bears or you can start listening to bulls or you can stop listening to bulls and just don't listen to anybody. There's so many things you can do. And it's really up to you on how you want to continue because if you're constantly trying to break even and you're failing to break even, that's how the massive losses start to add up. And uh, it'd be a shame if you're a newer investor and you have like 1K or 3K and you really want to do theta gain strategies uh, and you get enticed one time for earnings play and you lose it, that just like halted your your trading journey for a very long time right like it's cool to be right on an earnings play and win that massive amount of money at one time like it's a very very cool feeling and i've been there many times but i've also been on the other side many times too and so this is just coming from someone with experience is that like stop trying to break even and start just learning to how to trade better i think that's a much more realistic uh more realistic path for you because you're going to mess up no matter what path you do uh and you might never break even i don't know where you guys and girls are at on the earnings on the earnings stuff but you have to make entirely sure that you are getting better because if you keep leaving it up to luck you're not gonna get better anytime soon um it's really just up to you uh let's see i mean i think I think that might be it. That's that's the biggest thing or biggest problem that I think I've been hearing about. Like this is not just from random people on Twitter too. It's from people in the Discord. Some people will like admit or like just come out and say like, "Oh, I messed up this week, but I understand. I've logged this and I'm doing better now and I'm going to be better." It's like you don't need to apologize to anybody you are learning just as much as anyone else is i am still learning i still i can mess up one day i might get triggered one day i might get tilted one day who knows um but i just have or here's just a little advice i have more more what is it i have more motivation to not mess up just because again i have like thousands of people looking at my trades h i was gonna say the protocol <laughs> hey slash juni and literally it's like two or three four thousand people looking at my trades every week uh or every month sorry and it's it's a huge motivating factor that people are looking at my trades and making sure that they're legit um and that you know i walk the walk it's amazing how little amount of haters you have when you when you do something like that right like anyone any hater knows that if you hate on me too much i'm just i'm about to be, just be straight up like where's your trades at right and they're gonna show me some excel sheet where they fit the numbers i'm gonna be like wow that's not very server kept i don't know if you edited i don't know if you're putting in the right stuff <laughs> but i got thousands of people to back me up right it's those moments where that keeps you from messing up less. I can still mess up, but I understand that if I did mess up, I can mess up once and get back on track uh, because I've done that before, right? I've played heavy on earnings before. I won a lot, but I also lost a lot. And then 
I get triggered from a tweet saying someone from an ally savings account is doing better than me. And then boom, I'm doing better than ever. And I now have this awesome community behind me. And I'm about to be on Twitch. I'm about to be on YouTube. This all spawned from me being triggered one time. Thank you so much, guys and girls, for listening. Um, today's episode was super long for such a short topic. Uh, I talked a little bit, um, I talked a lot about earnings, and just, I guess it's just a little introspective uh, for me uh, because I haven't played earnings in a long time. And I know I've grown a lot because now I consider just holding on to stock playing earnings. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see where it goes or CLCT goes on Wednesday. Um, again, I did all of that uh, strategy or planning uh, by exiting out Visa early. I have that written in the DD uh, in my notes. If you go to datagame.com/juni, you could click on a Visa call that got assigned, and you can see all the DD there. Like this has been planned for a very long time. Um, so, just understand that uh, I am learning just as much as everybody else is i'm always learning no matter how informative i might sound or how much how knowledgeable i might sound like i'm definitely still learning um and it's just a really fun process uh being real and uh just telling everybody or showing everybody my trades i think it's a very rewarding feeling um and a lot of people wish that like it would be more open, right? Like or that like there would be like some leaderboard or some way that you could follow people. But I promise, like as a regular person just trying to like mind their own business and trade and log their stuff, like you don't want people to like bother you when you're when you're in a massive loss, right? Like if you sold a put that you just recently opened and now you're in the money, you don't want people to be like, oh, why did you open that? Didn't you know this? Didn't you know that? Like, I get that all the time and it's pretty annoying when it happens to me. Like if I'm in the red and someone like pesters me, like it's annoying, it's annoying, it's straight up annoying. And I don't want that to happen to anybody else. Uh, you think it's really cool to have thousands of people watching your trades, but a lot of my DMs are like, uh, people making fun of me like, oh, yeah, you you see, Theta Game strategies don't work. You're massively in the red. You're in the money on this one. Ha <laughs> ha. And then like two weeks later when I close it, I close it for 50% for like 1.7K. And then I don't even have the time to respond and be like, ha, huh, yeah, how about them apples, right? Like there are so many ups and downs or pros and cons about showing your trades to the public. And uh, just let me be the blunt uh, example of like, what can or will happen if you do choose to be public with your trades because you know i'm pretty diligent about logging my trades i'd say i'm very diligent <laughs> um but you know if you forget to open a trade and then decide to like upload the winner people are definitely going to say something whereas like if you uphold the discipline to do it every time you do it it's that's less of a problem and like you don't want to have to prove to yourself or anybody else that you're real 
um, you should be doing this for yourself. And that's that's very much me. Like I'm doing this for myself. I'm just documenting my journey. And if you want to look at my specific trades and stuff, like you can help support the website and podcast. That was a sick segue. But I'm not gonna plug that stuff right now because right now is the time to pull up the Rubik's Cube timer and give the extended shoutouts. Here we go. Rubik's Cube timer. And I get to take my time in this section. You get to hear me type and click clack and all that stuff. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh, and just know there are the same amount of names uh, as last time. So uh, this is going to be a direct comparison. I think last time I got like 40 something. Yep, I got 40 something. I, that took me a little bit longer to find, so I cut out right there. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. Rubik's Cube timer, drag that to the in front of the program. I use Audacity. <laughs> here, wait, where is it? Cube timer. Again, this is ruwix.com. Uh, and I'm going to, it's so cool. You have to like push down the space bar for a minute, a second. Okay, here we go. So one, two, go. Okay, you're gonna hear the space bar. I, I, I decided not to say go because I want that one syllable in there. Okay, you're gonna hear the space bar and then I'm gonna start going. <gasps> Lifesaver 87, La Shock Dog, France, Mike D, Slomotion, Jay Z, Mikos, John Chen, Rico, Gaines Goblin, Hunter Joe, Pacro, Snow Lane, Mish Raider, Joshua, La Crick Thomas, GJ Wilson, Dan J, Hetty Nils, Baby BK Trade, ba Baked Potato, DM, Candor, John Don, Gonzo, Thomas, Bruce, Dotio, Kate, Nod, Hatred Coat, Cynicism, Malt, uh, Maltman, Mooney, Anthony 511, ATM Machine, Smoke and Flip Flop, Menodendum, Grand Pound 95, Hassan, Leo Jetson, Youngest OG, Make More 2, Descendage, Bad Trader, Chicken Dinner, Cowboy Dudes, Descendage, Saltwater Kiddos, Lord's Gather, Cheddar, Matthew Hanser, Lazy Reserves, The Jester, IR Guy, Christy Kimboy, Hermes, Kaboot, Weenie Hat Jr., Chuck Brandilli, Expert Bruno, Restier, Abstracto, Russian, Russian Boss, Shifty, Yoko Yudensis, The Messiah, JJ, Beast Mode, 714. Wow, that was extremely worse than last time. I was so slow in the beginning. I don't understand why. You know, this this list that I'm reading off from, here's a little bit, here's a little tidbit of like what goes on when I'm doing this. This this list of patrons is like who's uh, been supporting me for like this current month. And whenever someone new signs up, I like add them to the top of the list. Um, maybe I'll start randomizing it. But I understand like why I'm messing. It's because the there's there is new names from last time. A few people did sign up, um, which is another cool segue into talking about like what is currently available. Uh, Patreon.com. Uh, boom. Here we go. I I'm just looking at the current tiers that are available. I'm pretty sure that I only have the hundred dollar tier available. I'm like, yeah. And there's only four slots remaining. So, yeah, there you go. Um, there were definitely more people that signed up. Th this week has been such a blur, actually. Um, signing people up, uh, managing my trades. Uh, these past months, I, I said in the last episode, I'll say it again. These past months have been amazing, and which is why you know I donated some of my winnings because I'm real. If I got so many winnings, I can afford to donate. Right, like you see so many people that win so much and like they don't donate or they don't help anything. Like, I don't know, it's just, it's just a weird feeling to me. Anyway, uh, Theta Gang is available, or <laughs> the Patreon is available at patreon.com slash Gang. You can sign up now. Um, uh, if you can't afford the $100 tier, don't worry about it. Like, don't, don't join. 
um, you're not missing out on too much. I, I don't tr- I don't like hyping up the service um, just because like I don't want you to feel compelled to do it if you can't afford it. Like if hundred dollars is nothing to you, like by all means sign up. You're you're definitely missing out if hundred dollars is nothing. Uh, if hundred dollars is a lot to you, uh, don't sign up. Uh, you definitely could use that money to, I don't know, open one more credit spread or do something more productive with it. Um, though you will learn a lot, but you need to be better set, which is what the last podcast was about, right? Like put that hundred dollars to your IRA that you have not maxed out or that you haven't started or put that hundred dollars to something else. Like I appreciate that you want to sign up. But as a college student, just know that I never signed up for any service. I've never signed up for any service in general. Um, but uh, yeah, there are millions of other ways to support the podcast and website just by signing up on the website and logging your trades and just being a part of the community. You can absolutely just do that. Um, another way to support is uh, using the Theta Gang referral code. That's one word, all caps, Theta Gang. Uh, when you sign up, you need to deposit like $2,000 into your account and it needs to be US based. And if you qualify, you get like a cherry flare uh, that you get to show off to everyone on the website and you get access to the Twitter alerts. Um, I've signed up a good amount of people um, f- after reminding people that, hey, you use the Theta Game referral code. So just one more time, if you use the Theta Game referral code for Tastyworks and you qualified, or if you think you qualified, just email me at juniorthetagame.com, I'll set you up. Um. Yeah, guys, it's such a this is such a feel good podcast, right? Like you motivate other people to do do things that they want to do. Um, just talk about realist realistic stuff, uh, like messing up and continue on. I give you guys and girls just a little bit more into like how this all started. Um, yeah, I mean, I got triggered and started this. <laughs> started all of this so maybe you know if i trigger you enough on one in one tweet then maybe you know you're like you know maybe he has a point i still don't like the guy but maybe he has a point and that's all you need to get started right like to get really motivated to find your system um the sweater thing uh oh my goodness i think the this I'm talking to the one percent game, right? <laughs> this is a safe place to say it, right? I think the sweaters might legit be a hundred bucks, uh, just like the other one. Um, the other one was not made of a good material, uh, which is why I tagged it with the first edition, right? Like that's obviously the first pass of what what I wanted. Um, but now the quality is like a million times better. Like this is a sweater you're gonna wear for like the rest of your life, um, and it just sucks that this I didn't calculate into consideration the the 351 dollars and 64 cents tariffs oh my lord um so i think the sweaters like even wholesale they're like 40 bucks and then you got i gotta do 15 dollars on top for each print because there's it's a two color logo and i wanted the specific green um and then uh what what is it 350 divided by 50 basically uh, is that seven <laughs> and then seven dollars on top and i'm gonna get free shipping to everybody and i got a package of sticker and i gotta pay for the boxes it's oh it sucks i thought that this was gonna be the the mass production one like the one that will always just be available and never sell out um 
but maybe it won't because uh, it's so expensive. I don't know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a feeling. Like I don't know. I don't know what feeling I'm gonna feel, but it's gonna be a feeling. And then you, you guys and girls on Patreon will know when it's released first. But of course, there's no rush because I don't think it's going to sell out, um, especially at that price point. But it will be available, and I got it done during COVID, which is all pretty cool. All the shipping and everything took a really long time. Uh, but that's all right. Uh, this is just for fun, not for profit, as per usual. Um, anything else? Um, I don't think so. Oh, the time was 48.09. Dang, I went a pretty long time without saying that. I'm going to list that here. 48.09. 48.09. Sick. Um, Twitch. I will be on Twitch probably two weeks. I know I said two. I know I said two weeks before, <laughs> but now I actually have plans on going back home. So I think my first Twitch live stream is gonna be at my parents' house uh, rather than in my room. So I'm gonna be actually taking all my stuff to NorCal and then setting up a, a live stream room because my parents have a few rooms that they don't use. Uh, it's gonna be super wholesome. I don't think I can be triggering uh, knowing that I'm being with my mom and stepdad or my dad. Um, yeah, it's, got, it's just going to be feel good. I think, I think it's just going to be a feel good podcast, pretty sure. Uh, and got a few ideas. I'm going to rate some portfolios. Like if you have a ThetaGang.com web, uh, link. Um, of course, I'm probably going to be doing that for patrons. Patrons. Uh, patrons first um and then i'm i want to create like some random reddit account and like help people and give like genuine realistic advice on the wall street bets discussion thread um maybe go on the Theta gang subreddit and give some advice there um there's just lots of things maybe we'll look at stock tickers together i know olivia voss has been doing some She's been doing this for a long time. Actually, I, I, I shouldn't even be saying that. Like, she's been doing this, like, forever. Uh, she does analysis with her team on stocks. Um, I think I can do... Uh, I think I could do that, too. And hopefully, maybe one day, there's, like, a Livia uh, Theta Gang collab. That'd be really cool. Um, we'll see. I'm just thinking of all the different things we're gonna be doing. Um, dang, I thought I had more. I should probably be writing these down more often, but I think that's it. This is, pro this is definitely the longest podcast ever, and I'm sorry that I'm dragging this on. But I, again, I appreciate all of you guys and girls for listening, and I'm not gonna take up any more of your time. Um, yeah, thank you so much. I will see everyone next week, and uh, yeah, that's it. Take care. Messing up is okay, and you can always bounce back. Bye.